Hi, thanks for having me here at this year's Global Supply Chain Conference. Gosh, you've got an incredible lineup addressing dynamic topics that will really expand opportunities and insights for all attending. It's such an honor to be here. My name is Ronnie Peronic, and I'm the Global CFO for Worldwide Oilfin Machine, a leading engineering and manufacturing company producing innovative flow control equipment and solutions for the oil and gas industry. My talk today is about the five C's to legacy. Over 40 years ago, I remember my father working in a garage while I was skipping and jumping on a ledge under a large Dairy Queen sign. He developed a patented technology, hard-facing for a gate valve, which today has grown to a global company making and supplying a spectrum of niche flow control equipment, ranging from surface frack valves to subsea intervention systems around the world. You know, I remember the 1980s when I was a teenager. Talk around the dinner table was how our business was shifting. The business, valves and manifolds that once supplied to the U.S. domestic market as a source for its energy needs, gradually started shifting overseas. Transportation became a huge part of our supply chain and affected everything from procurement of raw materials, planning, and promised delivery dates. Gradually, I saw the rise of exporting oil field drilling equipment outside the U.S. to account for 20, 30, 40, and now 60% of our business. Today, our largest customers are based in China, Middle East, North Sea, and West Africa. In order to keep up with global demand, our internal process began to change. Manufacturing techniques, once done manually, found automated and semi-automated technologies. Then, the next step was to outsource labor to low-cost countries like India and find the cheapest method of transporting goods either by sea or by air. The prime driver was the consumer. But the second, if not equally critical, was cost. I can still hear Tad say, it's all about the margins, Ronnie. It's all about the margins. What I bring to you are my observations as a multinational company that has participated to supply and fulfill demands of domestic and global energy needs. Beyond consumer and cost, there are more participants that influence margins in our global supply chain. I call them the five C's. I mean, at the end, this is an interconnected web of supply and demand, and the winner is the one with the margins. Let me explain this margin concept a little bit more before I go forward. Typically, one thinks of margins as profits. For the most part, that is absolutely true. But there are other benefits to these margins other than a salary raise or dividend payout. Margins are tolerances. I've seen the impact of these margins. It is the key to resilience. Let's take a dive into history. What drove margins in the energy industry? Back in 1990, when the U.S. was going through its cyclical low, the first I had ever seen, WAM was expanding its manufacturing base in India, the Middle East, and Singapore. Then from 2010 till 14, as the price of oil averaged over $100 a barrel, China was assertively focused in investing in its own offshore fields, and the Middle East continued to produce 
to make the most earnings of its time. Now, cost didn't quite play a role yet since budgets were generous and the major deciding factor was quality of the product and lead time. Here I introduce the first C, which influenced the energy supply chain and margins, consumer demand. Speed was a huge winner and transportation systems were a critical part to that supply chain. WAM was at its peak sales with high margins given our niche product line. However, it was evident that with all countries running after oil and gas production, a supply glut was surely on its way. So what are the benefits of margins, higher margins? Well, higher margins, higher your ability to store resources for growth or in tough times, to act like a shock absorber. WAM was building its reserves and resilience strategies through product innovations, product offerings, capabilities, and creative talent. Margins enabled WAM to be resilient and be stable through changing circumstances. And then we saw a change, a shift in the energy industry and the inclusion of the second C, cost as a major influencer in the industry and supply chain. Now through the toughest recession I've seen so far from October of 2015, the energy industry has been unforgiving. Well, at least that's what it feels like to an oil field equipment company. Demand for energy was increasing, yes, with global population, but due to supply surges, the cost of oil dripped, dipped and didn't recover making it unaffordable to produce with the given means and technology available. Costs of production and sources of energy had to be revisited. Innovation to lower costs was everyone's focus. So from exploration to conversion, production to transportation, the magnifying glass was on every single penny. The motivator and challenge was now, can we make margins even at an oil price of $50 a barrel? And what about $30 a barrel? Countries revisited technologies to lower costs to pr explore, produce, transport, and utilize. And then in April of 2020, we saw the effects of speculative futures cap out, plummeting oil to negative numbers. Gosh, do you remember the time when we all woke up that morning and said, oh my goodness, what in the world? There has to be something wrong with either my phone or my app. I mean, how could oil go negative? With the interlaced supply chain and energy, the entire world was like it went on a holding pattern. Except for one thing, an instinct for survival. And survival depends on cost. Let's go back a little further behind. Since 2009, we've seen the effects of companies leaning on low-cost countries to maintain margins by reducing their cost of production. Um, let's take a look at BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. BRICS contributed to 67% total increase of energy consumption since 2000. Now, though COVID put a small break on the development of India and China, they both are set to rebound double-digit GDP growth in 2021, a projected over 10% for both countries. Now, what does that mean to the energy-related supply chain? 
It gives us a sense of the volume of growth the energy sector will also see. The U.S., which once imported oil and gas, is now leading to produce in the world. But before this achievement, when U.S. was importing oil, goods, and services, it was paying using a strong currency, the dollar. So developing countries were able to tap into the purchasing power of the dollar for their development. In the process, China and India have been building resiliency a little at a time over 20, 25 years. Smart sourcing was not just for developed countries, but developing countries began adopting similar trends. Building critical resources internally and outsourcing non-critical. What a complex network of a supply chain to fulfill consumption. So typically, one would think that there was this exchange of products and services, but there has been one more element of exchange, the third C of influence, culture. Now, not culture in the sense of food or clothing or race, but of work culture. Well-paying jobs rose, purchase power increased, and governments could invest to fill the gaps needed for growth. Work culture included work ethic, transparency of processes, data sharing, discipline of time, commitment. If one did not deliver on time or quality, there was a penalty, and penalties impacted margins. Since the impacts of energy and production and use became more visible and vocal across daily lives of all populations, gradually not only cost mattered, but cultural sophistication also mattered. Culture, be it in environment regulations, humanitarian safety, or diversity inclusion, each country formed a set of cultural tolerances to determine from where and how to source energy. Whether oil and gas equipment must meet API standards of quality and safety or CE marking mandates on steel sources by European countries, or whether a country violates humanitarian ethic, the energy supply chain margins continue to be affected by a global work culture. Culture evolved standards and expectations. In time, countries knew what was expected for growth and strived to do it better. For example, China has put in millions of dollars to send over 600,000 students per year to the U.S. to get a formal education in STEM and has an aggressive English-speaking program. India is now investing over $15 billion in mapping and geospatial business to bring transparency in data and information for logistics, transportation, and tracking. The work culture gap is now narrowing. Let me introduce the fourth C, connectivity. In the light of the global pandemic, couldn't we say like a whole new dimension has come to impact the global supply chains world over? Now granted, the big shift started in 2007 with digital transformation, big data, information and cross-border connectivity. However, not all countries played on the same level field. 
And why? Because their technology infrastructure and capabilities had not been fully developed. But during COVID, countries that were behind had to shift gears to the digital world where remote tracking and touchless connectivity became available to all. What would have taken another five to 10 years happened in a few months. Today, information is more traceable, it's live, and this brings more visibility to areas of improvement in productivity, and that increases demand for stronger performance, exceeding expectations, getting things done faster, better, which eventually affect margins globally. So where do we stand today? All the C's influence business margins. Now, energy supply chains are not only driven by the consumer demands and cost, but by culture and connectivity. Cheaper will not always be the deciding factor. So how do we bring back stability in these accelerating times? When it seems like everyone is competing to lead, and overall, there's not a single dominant leader. It's like being in a G-Zero world. I love how economist Ian Bremmer describes stability. <laughs> not a static, but as dynamic stability, the kind you find your balance while, you know, riding a bike. So let's take it a notch further. Stability on a bike can be established when you are flexible. Riding a bike requires the ability to adjust your body in a way that navigates the bike across the terrain. And as we ride our bikes, we have to think about keeping spares in our back pocket, getting to our destination safely on time in one quality piece, causing minimum harm to the environment, and if possible, donating to the local soup kitchen. Jokes aside, expectations from a supplier are ever increasing. Our challenge is to be flexible and to find where the margins are. What does the consumer want that I can supply and generate demand from my supplier to ensure I get a healthy margin to grow and protect me against changes? What innovations are on the horizon that will change the way we do business? In the energy industry, there is a shift towards renewables. There is a growing need to innovate ways to store and transport energy that reduces the loss of thermal energy from source to utility. Renewables are location-specific, depending on the sun, wind, and water of a particular area. Local storage and efficient transport will be the key to its success. However, oil and gas will continue to be a strong participant of energy. With the increase in demand with an ever-increasing global population, we will need both oil and gas innovation partnered with renewable technologies. When I plan for the next 40 years, I've considered the influence of the four C's we've seen so far. However, for us, the future is not, really not just the usual fix, you know, diversify your business, uh, find more suppliers, because once again, cheaper will not always be better. And here is where I see the influencer of the fifth C, creative collaboration. I say this boldly, but we need to take more ownership. As one once famously said, no one washes a rental car. <laughs> Simply outsourcing services, renting, paying for a short-term fix will not establish long-term resiliency. 
What if we took more ownership in the quality and performance of suppliers? What if we invest in making our suppliers more robust and flexible to adapt as we do? Can we partner with other participants in the global supply chain to innovate more efficient solutions in products and services? And can we educate our consumers on efficient ways of utilizing our products? Now with connectivity at the forefront, information equity allows transparency and trust. With Industry 4.0 making its push in the energy sector, smarter machines, equipment, transportation, services can predict failures, predetermine fixes, and AI can provide solutions, options for increasing profits, tolerances, margins. Imagine the day when a smart rig is producing in the Gulf of Mexico and is constructed with data points and automatic analytics tied back to, tied back to its suppliers. When it predicts a problem, smart machines contact the supplier of equipment or service, create a purchase order, which signals a demand for a job order for the supplier to get into production. And we're not done. There's more. And then it plans and coordinates transport options, it gets the best price given the regulation requirements, quality and lead time to deliver and install, and it communicates ETA to the customer and consumer, all while refreshing minimum stock quantities of the supplier for the next such predictive event. <laughs> oh boy, talk about creative collaborations. To consider the five C's that influence margins, WAM is taking a small step in that direction. We are collaborating with U.S. frac companies for natural gas production to provide efficient equipment solutions to both us, the supplier, and the customer. Consumer demanded a reliable and cost-effective product, so we partner with their needs to develop a high-performing, lightweight valve called the Magnum SP. The weight itself reduced transportation costs, but it allowed a margin for expediting fees to the transport company if they could deliver before time. WAM is set to partner with the customer and transport company to track and provide live data to reduce downtime for operations. In the field, enormous costs and environmental damage was seen in grease usage. Our valve design, the Magnum SP, requires less than half of typical grease to operate and is built for minimum repair, giving the customer a lower cost of ownership and higher margins. So going down the 5C influencer checklist, consumer, check, cost, check, culture, check, connectivity, check, and creative collaboration, check. Huge savers, higher margins for all in the supply chain. Your legacy depends on your margins. And if together we can provide that for both of us and all participants in the supply chain, then it's a win-win for all. So remember the five C's that influence your legacy because margins equal flexibility. Flexibility 
equals resilience. Resilience equals stability, and stability equals legacy. Thank you.